Welcome back to another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. We are wrapping up this mini series on how to build your own time management system. I shared with you last week that one of the key systems and processes in your time management system is your weekly planning. So today, I'm going to walk you step-by-step how to conduct a successful weekly planning to have a productive week ahead. Let's dig in into today's episode. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Okay, we made it to the last part of this mini-series on how to build your own time management system. Before we go into weekly planning, which is the topic of today, I want to recap what we've covered so far. So part one, I give you the list of all the ingredients that you need to have an effective time management system. On part two, we spell out the recipe. I share with you what are the key elements and blocks of a successful time management system. We talk about what are some of the pitfalls and some of the mistakes that we most commonly make. And I also gave you tips on how you can personalize your time management system so it works for you. On the last episode, I also mentioned to you the importance of weekly planning. I mentioned a lot of people live in the day-to-day planning. They just live day by day and they feel overwhelmed and lost on what to do to be productive. Stepping back and looking at your entire week can give you the opportunity to be proactive and to align your calendar with your priorities. So today I want to walk you step-by-step how I approach my weekly planning. And I also introduce in there some elements on how you can personalize this weekly planning process for your own needs and preferences. So let's get started with planning our week. Now, before we get started with the actual planning process, there is a step that is very important to do before you even get started with your weekly planning. See, at the beginning, a lot of people feel that spending time planning their week, it's something that they can't afford because they don't have time. If you are in this vicious circle in which you feel always overwhelmed and you feel that you can't add one more thing to your list, it can be hard to make the time for your weekly planning. But here's my promise to you. As you get practice, you are going to be able to do this in as little as 15 to 20 minutes per week. And I guarantee you that it is going to pay back tenfold the time that you are investing in planning ahead. Those 15 to 20 minutes that you invest in plan your week, 
can turn on an hour, two, even five hours a week that you save because you were proactive and strategic in how you approach your week. Creating the right environment to do your weekly planning is very important. I'm going to share how I do it, but I also want to remind you that you need to personalize this to make it your own so it works for you, your needs, and your necessities. Your needs and your preferences. So the first thing we're going to do before we start planning our week is to pick a day of a week where you want to do your weekly planning. I find that if you do it the same day every week, you start to create a habit, you start to create a routine, and that is going to help you build that consistency that we've talked about. For me, I like to do my weekly planning on Sundays. I like to do it in a quiet place, enjoying a cup of coffee. I feel like Sundays I'm relaxed and I am not as distracted or stressed by the day-to-day things. But at one time, I was doing it on Friday afternoons. The last thing that I was doing before calling it a day at work was planning my week ahead. I know some people that start their week Monday mornings by planning their weeks. For me, doing the planning on Mondays is already a little bit too late. It's being reactive already. That's why I really recommend doing it between Friday and Sunday. But it's really up to you. You can pick any day that you want, any time of the day. I I mentioned I like to do my planning while enjoying a cup of coffee. I think the environment in which you do your weekly planning matters. So set the tone, set the environment where it's most conducive for you to be able to focus for 15, 20 minutes and enjoy the experience of planning your week. Now that we know when we're going to do our weekly planning and what is the environment that we want to set to set the tone for our weekly planning, let's get started with step number one. The first step in my weekly planning is a weekly reflection. I like to look back at my week and kind of think of what am I proud of? What did I accomplish this week? That also helps me build my self-confidence and helps me reaffirm that I'm moving in the right direction and working on the right priorities. It makes me feel that I'm making an impact and that motivates me to keep me going. I also like to look for lessons or improvements that can create a positive feedback loop in my weekly planning, whether it's I don't know, something that I could have done better or something that tripped me during the week that I need to be more aware the upcoming week. I like to ask myself the question, if I could relieve the past week a thousand times, what would be the perfect execution of my week? It reminds me of the Groundhog Day movie. I don't know if you watched that movie where the main character relieves the same day over and over again. So I like to ask myself that question because that gives me hints of what can I do better this next week? What are some little adjustments? They can just be two millimeter adjustments that I make so I can have a more productive week this coming week. 
And I also like to ask myself, what worked well this week that I should double down on next week? What is one thing that I really worked for me? What is something that created the right conditions for me to be productive and achieve things and make a positive impact that I want to double on again this coming week? Now, once I'm done with that little reflection, that takes a couple of minutes, really, uh, probably as long as it took me to explain to you how to do it. The next thing that I do is I choose my priorities for the week. I personally believe that the biggest planning error that we make is choosing the wrong priority or choosing multiple priorities and giving them equal priority to all of them. This spreads our focus and dilutes our impact. So it gets at trap in this vicious cycle of overwork. What I like to do is to set one and only one major priority for the week. What is my number one thing that I want to accomplish this week? That is the question that I ask myself. I remember I heard someone say or refer to this as the champagne moment, and I loved it. So I kept it. I'm not a champagne drinker. I don't know, even know that I like champagne, but I think it's a fun way of creating a frame of mind to set your most important priority for the week. And that is, what could you do this week that would deserve popping a bottle of champagne and truly celebrate at the end of the week? I start my week reflecting with what were my biggest wins from the previous week. So it only makes sense that I ask myself, what do I want to be celebrating next week when I'm sitting in this same spot doing my weekly planning? So one and only one priority. Yes, you're going to have many other things in your to-do list. There's going to be many other things that you're going to do. It doesn't mean that you're only going to work on that one priority. But setting that one priority is going to help you focus on what matters most throughout the upcoming week. The next things that I do is to I look at my calendar. I open my calendar, my command center, and I start to see what is in there. I also ask myself what might be missing. What are some things that should be on my calendar that are not on my calendar? Or what are things that are in my calendar that shouldn't be on my calendar? Now that I have set my top priority for the week, I can look at my calendar and see how what is already in my calendar can help me achieve my top priority of the week. And if I don't have the right blocks of time, the right meetings, the right um, things on my calendar to enable me to achieve my champagne moment, then I rearrange my calendar to make sure that I have time and I know exactly when I'm going to work on that top priority. I also look at my calendar and I make sure that I have everything in there. So once again, not only my work commitments, but also my personal commitments. And I make sure that I have blocks of time built in for flexibility and to get things done. 
asking yourself, how much flex time do you need to deal with any emergencies that may come this week? It's an important question to ask yourself every week. Because let's be realistic, there's always going to be emergencies that pop up or distractions or last minute requirements that you need to take care of. I also look for any things that can trip me during the week, meaning is there any blocks of time that I'm double book? You'll be surprised how often that happens. Even though my calendar shows that I'm busy, people will schedule meetings on top of other meetings. So I like to clean up my calendar. And if I have any things that are overlapping at that moment, I make the decision which ones I am going to attend and which ones I am going to reschedule or pass on or ask someone else to go to the meeting instead of me. That's how I really investigate, interrogate, and dissect my calendar every week. Then I go to my task list. And here is where I look at all my tasks and I reprioritize them. I look at the priority that I gave them last week and I check that that priority is still valid. Remember that time matrix that I share on the previous podcast episode? Well, I use that to prioritize everything that is on my list. And then I decide which are the things in my list that I'm going to tackle this week. So the ones that have top priority are the ones that are going to help me achieve my champagne moment, that top priority that I set for the week. And then everything in quadrant one. And then I always make sure that I have some quadrant two activities built into my calendar. That can look different every week, depending on what I have going on. As I'm going through my task list, I use the taco technique to make sure that I triage my task list. So what is this taco technique that I am referring to? That is, I ask myself four questions around the task on my task list. Number one, does this truly need to be done or can it be terminated? That will be the T on taco. The A stands for automated. And the question that I ask myself is, can this task be automated? Can I make it easier and faster by leveraging technology? The C stands for consolidated. Can this task can be consolidated? Can I achieve better efficiency by doing this task alongside similar work at the same time? This is how I start blocking my tasks, grouping them for those blocks of time that I have blocked in my calendar to get things done. And then finally, the O stands for outsource. Can this task be outsourced? Could this task be delegated to someone else? And don't limit yourself by thinking of the obvious people that you would delegate. You can delegate this to anyone. So think about it. Is there anyone else that is more capable, that is best suited to do this than you? Can this be delegated? If not, you keep it on your list, but at least you check. Because how many times have you done something that took your time from your top priority and then you realize that it's something that you could have delegated to someone else? That's why I like to ask myself these questions as I go through my task list every Sunday. 
in preparation to deciding what are the things that I am going to cross off my list the upcoming week. Here is where you're starting to be really proactive. Now, the next step is to allocate all of those things to your calendar. Here is where you reconciliate the time demands to your fixed supply of time. Here is where rubber meets the road. Here's where you take your calendar and your task and your max it or together to create your weekly plan. This can be tricky, but here's how I approach this. First, I put all the good stuff first, meaning my big rocks, the things that are gonna help me achieve my top priority for the week. Then I put the most important work early in the week. If I can tackle the things that are gonna help me accomplish my top weekly priority on Monday and Tuesday, I don't think it twice. That is really a smart way to go. Why? Because how many times you schedule something on a Friday or a Thursday, and then an emergency comes up and you can't get to that important thing, and you end your week without tackling your most important things, your top priorities. So for me, I like to schedule it as early as possible as I can in the week. So that gives me more flexibility and time to react in the event that there's emergencies that pop up or there's conflicting priorities that come throughout the week. Then I like to build plenty of flex time for unexpected surprises that I know they are gonna come one way or another. The next thing that I do is I block time to work on my task. So on the previous step, as we were prioritizing our task, one of the questions we ask ourselves is, can this task be consolidated with other tasks? So now I have little groups of things that have things in common. And I now allocate those tasks to the blocks of time that I have in my calendar to get things done. And what I do is I make an appointment with myself to tackle my task list. And in the content, in the body of that appointment, I write down exactly the things that I'm gonna tackle. This way, I maximize the time that I have in those blocks of time that I destinated to work on getting things done. And I'm more likely not to give up that time in the event that a meeting comes my way. How many times someone wants to meet with you and you sacrifice that block of time that you have designated to get things done because it's the only time that you have available. But once you know exactly what you're gonna do in that time, it makes it easier to stick and honor your commitment that you have with yourself. Remember, everything in your calendar is a commitment you're making to yourself or to someone else. And the commitments you make with yourself are as important as the commitments that you make with others. So honor your calendar and writing down what you're going to do in that period of time just makes it easier to say no to other things that might come your way. Of course, there's always exceptions. Remember, flexibility is one key element in our planning system. 
And then I keep going until I have tackled everything on my task list and I'm satisfied with how my calendar looks like. Now, are things gonna change throughout the week? Of course they're gonna change. That's why, that's why I like to build flexibility into my week. So I have space to maneuver, space to switch things up and make sure that I can remain flexible to any changes in course priorities or any emergencies that pop up throughout the week. And that's how I approach my weekly planning. I do it in 15 to 20 minutes every week while enjoying a cup of coffee and having some me time, time with myself for myself. And let me tell you that those 15 to 20 minutes that I invest every Sunday They help me save so much time throughout the week. And most importantly, I feel so much more productive. I get to make a bigger impact. I get to accomplish more during my week as a result of those 15 to 20 minute time investment that I make every weekend. So that's it. We're done with our weekly planning. That's all. Now, I want to challenge you to plan your week for the next four weeks. Give it a try. Not only one week, because the first week is going to look messy and probably the second as well. Commit to do something like this, personalized to your own needs and preferences for four weeks in a row. I can't wait to hear how it changed the way you approach the week and how productive you are. I hope that this podcast episode was helpful. I hope this series was helpful. I hope that by now you have an idea on how you want to build your own time management system that works for you. As always, if you find this podcast episode helpful, I'm going to ask you that you share it with someone else. And with that, I hope you have an amazing and very productive week ahead. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week here on the Leading Yourself podcast.